Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. And uh, I, I, again, every, every, every week, these last few weeks, I'm like fucking just full of the Christmas spirit. These last few weeks, my, my fucking heart has grown fucking bigger than the Grinches. I'm lifting up sleighs. I'm fucking giving back everybody the presents I stole. Like It's the spirit <laughs> of the season. Right. Taylor Taylor took her nanny kid to to Disneyland yesterday and I was out I was I mean I work from home so life isn't so shitty but I was working from home and she just sent me these photos of like all the delicious snacks and wonderful decorations and treats and I'm like just fucking kicking rocks. Like just like man, <laughs> this sucks ass. So I'm I'm happy to be here with y'all talk about speaking of a disney it's a disney movie i thank goodness i did that because i was like doing grinch i was like get off the grinch luke what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about like this is not the right this is not the right time you transition seamless boom uh, i've said it multiple times how much the santa claus the first one means the world to me oh, yeah. i think it's it might be tied. That movie and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer might be my, like, top kid Christmas. Like, that's what I took from my childhood. I like and that. We'll hold dear, near and dear. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, they've had the, the articles. Maybe it's not such a nice movie. And I would agree with them. It is pretty fucking mean. Um, <laughs> you know what? But but Tim Allen and Bernard and everybody in that first Santa Claus movie are, are sarcastic and kind of, like, you know, like por- porcupiney, little yeah. Barbie, you know but not I mean? like I don't. I would say that the the thing that comes out of it, it it's. I don't. In Rudolph, Rudolph, they're going, "Ooh, you freak!" Yeah, it's like so mean. It's so mean. Um, but uh, so he does get banished, doesn't he? Dude, he does. Um, so I was like, we should definitely cover two. Is still great, but three. Is I think most people would say, "How dare you make three? I you know I I think um I I wonder I personally just like I wonder if three is gonna get more love now that people have a new chapter to to chew on we just wrapped like the Santa Claus has just finished it's like what six episode run yep on Disney Plus um, I'm sure we won't get through this episode without me and Taylor having our conflicting opinions known about it but yes um I I I think in the same way that like Andrew Garfield. Spidey movies and then like Toby's Spider-Man 3 like we're like oh, people are kind of forgiving of those especially like like the more we the more we get away from because we had like redemption for Spider-Man yeah the newest Star Wars movies will be more exciting after these these next, kids will love them after the three episode like the three new episodes someone will go well I guess those weren't so bad I'm intense and I guess and, and I have to say after watching the Santa Clauses that's exactly how I felt about Santa. this movie we're covering that's how I feel all the time. Which is the Santa Claus 3. three. The D- Escape yeah. Clause. I love it. I got the whole title right. Good job, baby. Thank Woo. you. I, um, I saw this movie in theaters. Yeah. Katie, were you at the movie theaters watching this movie? No, I've never seen this movie before, so this <gasps> is the first time for me. Oh, that's fun. Had you but seen a- the first two? I've only seen the first one, and that wasn't since the 90s. Uh, but I, I remember liking it. <laughs> oh my god, we threw you in deep. We We're like, did. this is like when we watched Karate Kid two. It's three? so funny. Three. Oh, like we this, watched three. Oh, we're movie, just threes. I feel like this movie is like practically the cousin to uh, to uh, Katie's 
fucking favorite to the yeah i was actually one thinking about that the vhs tapes by disney are right next to each other in my head that's so (laughs) funny like that's so you know they they are definitely related in some way even but i think uh jtt's movie was a few years later this is 94 like motherfucker i'm two years old when this movie comes out yeah you're one yeah i know grossinger's probably wait grossinger are we the same age or are you no we're the same age so katie you Mm -hmm. went into three blind right like i'm assuming you did not you're not like i'm gonna do some research and we're like i'm gonna have to watch one and two to get to three no no no. i went right to three and then i did my research (laughs) wow Wow. the most batshit experience so what a fucking oh i'm so excited what a five alarm fire to walk into with no background dude it's insane oh my god i'm so excited Oh, this is so interesting because if I was going to do my rankings, I think it would be one, two, well, no, it would literally be one, two, one, three. One, two, three, <laughs> four, probably. It really would be because it's like they get worse and worse in four. I'm sorry, this new TV show, oh, I wish they wouldn't have. Oh, I wish they wouldn't have. Um, but... Um, yeah, uh, so Katie. Katie made a Google Doc again this week. I just want everybody to know how like how how much Katie prepares for this. All all <laughs> I have to, all I have to do is like drink a diet coke and get high. But Katie, Katie, this, Katie gives me a full notes doc. Is this to both of us? Yeah. Um, what do you? Uh, what? I didn't even know this. But Katie did this. Yeah, she did it last week too for End of the Apocalypse. Like what? It, I know, and that's why the episode was so fucking good. Because Katie, because Katie's sitting here being like, "I guess I could take everyone under my wing a little." Oh like, my you know god! What I mean? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> Save of the oh, day. I'm so annoyed that I didn't even see this today. Why? Uh, I'm just so. I didn't know she was doing this. Yeah, I think she. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, that's all right. No, it's okay. It's me. It's it's. Katie, me. you're apologizing you don't for being apologize. so well Wow. Okay. Isn't she impressive? She really is. I just want. I wish everybody. Maybe we'll post it on social media because I would. Don't like post it. her notes. Oh, these are sacred. Maybe we could just make it. We. Could I just... shouldn't even have acknowledged it because we could have looked smart and off the cuff. But I don't want to take the credit like that. I'll, from now on, I'll take the credit. I but think these... that the listeners would like to know that that she is so prepared. We told them. Yeah, and so <laughs> once again, this is a podcast of us saying. Good job, Katie. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. guys. Thank you, Katie. Katie, Katie <laughs> thank you. Would you like to give us your beautiful summary? She's such a good writer. Sure. Katie, you're a good writer, man. Someone hire her to write <laughs> thank you. A, a whole TV show. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. All right, so let's get into it. It's been 12 years since Scott Calvin has taken up the role as Santa Claus. He has since married Carol, who's taken up the role as Mrs. Claus and a teacher at the North Pole. Now Carol is very pregnant and very homesick. Scott arranges to have Carol's family stay with them for Christmas by pretending that the North Pole is Canada. He also brings up his ex-wife, her new husband, and their children as well. Along with the pressures of Christmas, Jack Frost is trying to steal Santa's limelight. The Council of Legendary Figures discuss possibly throwing him out of their club. However, Jack Frost convinces them to let, to let him do light community service in the North Pole. Instead of playing nice, Jack Frost tricks Scott into saying he never wanted to be Santa over a magic snow globe, which causes a It's a Wonderful Life effect, where Scott sees what his life would be like had he never been Santa. Meanwhile, Jack has turned the North Pole into a theme park during his rule. 
Scott travels to the North Pole, reverses the It's a Wonderful Life effect by using trickery on Jack, and finally, Scott's ex-wife's daughter gives Jack a hug that causes him to defreeze and makes him no longer evil. Carol's family gets to experience the North Pole for real, and in the end, Mrs. Claus has her baby, Buddy Claus. Yeah, which which I have to, like, I have to say comes after Elf. And he's, yeah. buddy the, he's Buddy the Elf yeah. and, and, and Elf, right? And this movie is like... Is there lore with that? Is there lore with Buddy Christmas? Not that I'm aware of. Like, Buddy Claus? No, I don't think they've ever heard of Buddy the Elf until oh. I until a fucking Elf. And then... <laughs> I, that's why... And I wonder if that's why they half-ass retcon it in the Santa Clauses, because they're not calling him that. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, that's my middle name. Like, and he goes by some other fucking name. I don't remember. I don't even remember either. Me either. Buddy <laughs> Claus. I'm just saying, did, it, it might be one of those things where, like, I remember when we were in grad school, and like, and maybe I've said this on the show, but I always think it's one of the funniest things ever. It's like, um, the peeps that were, like, pitching Breaking Bad were like, you know, they, they go in, they're like, and the people are like, oh, it sounds kind of, it sounds like weeds. And they're like, what's weeds? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like that. Like, did you guys not watch the other Christmas movie that came out three years ago? You nuts. Um, regardless. Which, uh, very well done. That's that's very <laughs> also funny to compare Elf and, uh, but I know that you're only comparing it Because they're the Christmas flicks. Well, and in the name. Because right. Elf Al- itself solely. is No, it has nothing to do like with this. this. Also, Katie, it, it, mm-hmm. you, know how, you know how I'm always a sucker for these songs. How, how hard did you flip for... Uh, Martin Short's rendition of North Pole, North Pole. He's do, very charming. Dude, I fucking, I would, if North Pole and Frost Airlines could get me, if the North Pole were a theme park and I could fucking ride Frost Airlines to get there, I'd go. I'd pay for a ticket. Good to know. I'm just saying. I think it's really crazy that you went into this blind it's like I'm so I, I don't even want to hear my thoughts because this like I would say the writer of these movies and Tim Allen what they love the most is callbacks and mm. like making it more and more of an inside joke when we were watching the Santa Clauses I was like oh this is just like no one else would care what his name was buddy but we care because we've watched all three we're, and so we're, we're just including confused. that and yeah. And then they bring back stuff from uh, the first movie and the second movie. Like, sure, sure. all this stuff that I think is very much inside baseball. Right? It is That's inside. Yeah, and I think this, I think, um, I think part of that also, Taylor, is like the show does a good job acknowledging the first one. Like, the second and third movie don't. Like, in a weird way, like, they acknowledge it, but it is like tonally, they're very different. Like, the first movie is this, like, divorce drama. It's not. It's a kid's movie, but it is also, like, it's kind of hard-hitting, and it's very emotional. The second one is a farce. The second mm-hmm. one is I have to convince this woman to marry me in 30 days and come to the North Pole, or, or I lose my magic, and I'll get to be Santa, and we have a toy Santa, and that's the B story. Like, it's a lot sillier, and I know how that sounds because the first one on paper is also silly, but the execution is different. And the third one jumps that jumps the fucking just ups the ante not i mean maybe jumps the shark i think that's fair to say um and they just commit all in silly so this dilemma of santa claus of santa claus like not being able to balance work and his family and all this stuff like it doesn't 
it doesn't hit the way that like it doesn't break my heart the way that Santa Claus One does. It just gives me a fucking panic attack. I'm like, this is awful. This is awful. This is so anxiety inducing that everybody's just on his ass all the time. This well, is Santa Claus. It's not even. It's just a little unre- unrelatable in the sense that it should be relatable. I think because it's like. I think what they try to do there is make the story of him and his, and his wife living there, not being with any family, what would that do to someone? And, like, what it would be like raising a kid there, plus Jack Frost. And when you put Martin Short in a movie, he's coming for he's you. Like, it's my movie now. Yes, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You thought that that storyline about her and her parents were going to out they were gonna win you make a compelling point taylor it's as though that like it's as though uh life imitated art imitated life because like martin short's character is like like wants to overtake santa claus and in this very movie he kind of does like once it's frostmas i'm like i'm this guy i'm supposed to think this guy's a villain he's whatever girls are a little upset things are fine frost gets it no it's not even that i just mean like those are two those two could have been two separate movies jack frost nipping as you know that was was weirdly thirsty oh that whole bit oh what a lyric (laughs) i wasn't expecting that maybe maybe go back and do the the last part again that's some good shit and she looks so happy she goes jack my sister does that all the time she's like oh oh, what a lyric but this movie has an identity crisis because it's like it's it's jack versus a wife and baby like those two storylines they're not surviving together parents being like you're a fuck up yes calvin and also and also like I don't know who in the room is like, trust me, if we keep hitting the joke that this is half-assed Canada, people are going to laugh. Like, <laughs> I, that one does not tickle me. I don't I don't like it. I'll tell you who I think it was. Who? Santa Claus man himself. You think, think Chris Kringle. You think Papa. Tim Allen. You think Père Noel. I think Tim Allen. Papa Shisho. I think if there's one thing that I've gained Baba from. Natale. Sorry. Sorry. You are you him? Is no. Tim Allen in the room? Because you're hitting the same <laughs> jokes every five seconds, my dude. And like, point proven. That's how it happens. <laughs> Case closed, folks. Um, no, but I actually do want to take a second and say, are any of these things making sense to you, Katie? Like, what were your thoughts? Oh, I have a whole bunch of thoughts. So. The editing in this movie, I think it's the editing, it feels extremely awkward. Like, sometimes a character will finish a joke and they hold on to them just a little bit too long. So it's like the joke just hangs awkwardly in the air, like like a balloon just kind of coming back down. Um, and it, it made me so uncomfortable. Uh, and that atmosphere made the film feel much longer than its 92 minutes. Um, the, the thing with Carol and Mrs. Claus, it does seem like maybe the movie had more to do with that, maybe like an initial draft, but she doesn't get much to do over the course of the film other than be pregnant and miss her home and be mad at Santa Claus. So it's very um, unfortunate. And it's also because she doesn't have so much agency, kind of an insult to injury that she's the one telling the story to the elf classroom. So her role feels more a means to an end than an active character in the story. Um, so I wasn't sure what to do with that. 
I think part of the problem with this movie is that a lot of the charm, from what I can gather from the first two, is that you have these two different worlds. You have the world of the North Pole, and then you have the regular world. And kind of the fun is seeing how the two interact with each other. And something that this movie commits to, I think, a little bit too hard is setting things at the North Pole specifically. So we don't get to see magic in the real world so much. We just see regular things in the North Pole, uh, which I don't think has this quite the same appeal. I do think... That's Martin so Short's really good the role. Yeah. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just have to say, like, that's really interesting because, like, you're right. Like, the the funniest parts of one and two are, like, when he's all fish out of water in the real world. The first one, when he's, like, getting the FedEx packages of, like, the naughty nice list and shit like that. And, like, in the second one, when he's, like, trying to be a Santa as a regular-ass dude going on dates. Like, that, you're right. That's hilarious. Like, that is a really good dynamic. And it, it is completely void of this. I also think, I also think... This is the only iteration of the Santa Claus that's a Dave Krumholtzless, which no Bernard, no Santa Claus. Oh, I uh, found out about that, actually. So uh, Bernard, he was filming Numbers at the time. He was in, he was starring in the show on ABC called Numbers, uh, and that's why he was absent. And he also apparently, he, there was an article that came out just a couple days ago uh, that said that he when if he would have appeared in santa claus 3 it only would have been as a shopping mall elf named randy <laughs> that is really fucking funny <laughs> that would have been a funny thing i don't know i don't know if that's like i don't know i know he also had some health problems which is a bummer i i, I think he's a great great actor i love him in these flicks i love him in harold and kumar i love him in the stuff he's done with chad apatow like I, they brought him back for four too yeah they yeah. brought him back in the Santa Clauses. Mm-hmm. And gave him a little arc. It was nice. Um, sorry, also, my mistake, it was a CBS series. Numbers, numbers. With the three. I remember it. I remember it. And I remember, um, yeah, he was on, like, a hot streak. I remember there was a funny story. He was supposed to be in Knocked Up. And um, he dropped out of Knocked Up to go do a Woody Allen movie. And so Judd Apatow wrote him out of the movie. And then it was the only Woody Allen, the Woody Allen movie fell through. It was the only Woody Allen movie, at least at that time, never not happen once it was, like, happening. Uh, and he, like, wanted to come back, and Judd was like, no, dude. Like, so, didn't get to be in that movie, which is a bummer, because that movie was a hit. But, whatever. I think what Katie just brought up about the, um, like, real world and the, and the North Pole is, that's the other thing that gets tiresome about Santa Claus 3 is, like, I don't want to see Santa Claus have human problems. Like, I guess I don't. I don't want him. Like, it's in in the North Pole. I guess is what it. What I I feel like kind of is also jaunting. It's like I maybe I it doesn't relate to me because I'm like I don't know. I I I'd like this world to be magical and not like everybody's harping on each other and everybody's a mess and all these things it's a snippy ass movie i mean i'm not exaggerating when i say everybody's on santa's ass in this movie like the man's i mean like the man's job's not easy i'm not trying to to, to apologize for everything but is that but is but i'm just saying like i don't they don't convince me that they don't they don't convince me that he's doing anything wrong like and i and maybe that's not the case maybe he's not maybe everybody just wants attention and he's a man spread thin but if that's the case, that never really gets satisfied. 
the only thing that happens is he goes back to his shitty life. He lives in Chicago, which is cool. And he's not saying anymore, like, in the alternative. And, like, it's just, like, either way, it's, like, he's already... You know what I mean? Like, am I... Like, the, the I lesson the lesson is the my... first one, he's a jerk. And, and the two mm-hmm. and three, he's not a jerk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but those are gone. But that's my issue, is, like, thinking that Santa is being constantly reminded that he... He has to do all of these things, and it's so much work. It's like, is is that the message you would like to receive about Santa? You know what the message I walk away with? They fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. But, like, Katie, do you feel like if you saw, like, you're like, you want a world where you're like, man, Santa has to work too hard. Poor Santa. Yeah, that that kind of gets away from me a little bit. I, I guess that they're just trying to examine, like, what would that really look like? Like, if it was, like, a real job. But it, it is like, but no, it's Christmas. I want to escape from my job. You don't want, you don't want Paul Schrader and Martin Scorsese's Santa Claus movie? <laughs> <laughs> but fucking, I'm like, god damn, man. I came here to have a good time. Like, now he's, like, fucking... I actually I, think this is really unlocked, like, why I didn't like four either, real quick. is like, yeah, but they have, like, elves disappearing because people don't believe in the, in Christmas anymore and it all, oh, it was, yeah. Three anyway. gets a pass with me because I associate it with, like, a warm memory. Like, I, I saw, like, it was, like, my mom, it was 2006, I'm, like, in the seventh or eighth grade, and it was, like, my mom's, like, works, like, family night. It was, like, a family holiday oh. event thing. So we, like, went as a group to the theater, and, like, you know, the movie theater is 45 minutes away. Like, it was still a big deal to go to the movie theater. Um, and, like, we went, and it was, like, my whole family, and it was, like, a really good time. And even though we were watching a movie, we were like, oh, this kind of sucks compared to the other ones. Like, you know what I mean? Fucking, I, I, I associate it with it. I went to Wendy's before. I know that's so funny, but it's, like, these are warm memories of my youth, and it meant a lot to me. So, like, sometimes that's enough. And also, I'm an easy sell. Like, I, I, this movie grew on me the more. And, and, and it's better to me now, kind of like I posed earlier, because of the Santa Clauses, because there's more. That's not all we get. And there's so many years between these sequels. Like, I mean, I guess it goes, like, it goes eight years, and then it goes six years. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, eight years, and then four years between two and three. And then we went a full decade before we did the Santa Clauses show. So it's like, I'm the fool for thinking that the, the, the bites at the apple are ever going to go away. This is a big fucking apple. We'll be, Tim Allen will be playing the Santa Claus till, till long after I'm dead. Yeah. And I'm okay with <laughs> He's it. He's going to live. And I'm okay with Tim it. Tim Allen actually, actually, Tim Allen is Santa Claus. I would actually really love that. And um, they, they I, I, I fucking, <laughs> what's so wrong with Tim Allen being Santa Claus? I'm not saying <gasps> t- Tim, he's not going to, it's not like he's like, you know, they don't, they don't vote for American presidents over there. Anywho, <laughs> it's not an American territory. He's a citizen of the world. You know, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and according to the Rankin Bass special, he lives in a castle. Uh, yeah, he does. But, um, oh my God, Katie, do you yes. think if you split these movies in half, would would it serve it more? Looking on it from an, a perspective of never seeing one and two. Uh, yeah, if there was a movie that was just about, like, okay, so now you have your big romance and the reality is setting in of the happily ever after and balancing the happily ever after and work at the North Pole, I do think that that could be intriguing. It's not my favorite. Again, I prefer The Escape. Um, but I, I do think that if if that had been committed a little bit more 
a little bit more that could have been intriguing and if we had just focused on Jack Frost like something that this movie does do that I have to give it credit for is if you had to come up with a rival for Santa Claus Jack Frost does make a lot of sense because we do have these two winter figures and one of them is obviously much more beloved than the other one so I do think that that's quite clever and this was also doing uh this council of legendary figures that, uh, do you guys remember the uh dreamworks movie that came out like a couple years ago rise, uh, rise? Of the Guardians. I, yeah I, like, I saw it in theaters um with my niece and like my whole family like actually it's so funny you know what maybe i just have a good family life mm-hmm. um y- yes i loved it very much katie go ahead so the, the teams are virtually identical the santa the sandman the tooth fairy the easter bunny and jack frost Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it's it's depression. I think it that there's this kind of romance to this Avengers of like mythical figures. I like uh, it. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty clever. I I thought that their bits were interesting. I wish the Easter Bunny had been designed differently. <laughs> yeah, that part's but... weird. It's a, it's a, and that's a second movie invention. Like that, mm-hmm. the Council of Legendary Figures, right there is a defining thing of what makes everything following Santa Claus 1 fundamentally different. Like, that is the perfect that is a perfect microcosm of the tonal shift. Um, we just get full-on silly kids movie. And that's fine. I love these movies deeply. And every year I'm more troubled by how fast uh, this woman agrees to marry him in the second one. Uh, <laughs> like every, I'm like, Jesus Christ. There's so many holiday movies where that's happening. I'm like watching Christmas Vacation for the 45th fucking time, and I'm like, oh, is he flirting with that woman even though he's married? I'm like, oh, yes. shit. And I was like, that that is a that is happening. I never thought about it. Yeah. I'm like, I, Luke. You're so innocent, honey. I'm like, I'm like, I just uh, thought, I'm like, oh, it's okay. He's, no, he's just fantasizing in the Malika Likimaka's fucking yeah. bed. You know, uh-huh. it's all, oh, it's Nicolette Scorsese in a bed. Oh, now she's not wearing the bathing suit. You know, it's one of those things. I'm like, he's kind of a perv. Anywho. Sorry. <laughs> that is- I'm having a lot of revelations. I watch a lot of Christmas movies this time of year. It's like, it's, I'm like solely dedicated to it. It's, it's, it's not easy work. Um... That's so interesting that you both have bought, brought up now Elf and you've brought up this Rise of the Guardians. Like Rise of the Guardians came after. Oh, came after? Mm-hmm. Rise oh, of the Guardians okay. came after. I was like, I would were they say, just like snipping out no. people's movies and being like, we should add in the Council of <laughs> No, I think they were trying to find a way to like, how can we make a holiday movie when it's not Christmas time? Like, Hop was in a version of that too where they came out. I saw Hop in theater with my niece. Like I remember this, this, this fucking... This movie came out not at Christmas time? Rise of the Guardians? Oh, right. Oh, this right. came out in November, but I'm saying Rise of the Guardians I think was like a was like a one of those yeah, yeah. releases that comes out in like February or something. I just think that like uh, if we could have gotten just Jack Frost and like this like cuz you're they right. brought him back. They oh my god. And like how exciting is it that it's like you've got this the, the other guy who's just jealous? And you want to see it, and but I also understand. I love the woman who plays Mrs. Claus, um, and I'm like, I want to know more about her. Like, I, and I do want to follow that storyline, but I'm like, if you're gonna combine it with Martin Short, it's hard for me. I saw that man live in and he's great in uh, 
for my birthday one year in Las Vegas. He's funny. And him he's and a, Steve Martin. He's a perfect thorn in the side to, to Tim <laughs> Allen in this flick. It definitely is like if you're gonna if you're gonna amp it up, amp it up. He dials it to eleven. Um, it's a bummer. And Tim Allen himself, when we went to D, we went to D twenty three Expo this year, and we got to watch the Santa Claus's panel. And Tim Allen himself was like, admittedly like, bummed at the missed opportunity to get to be funny with Martin Short because, fucking. Tim Allen has to play the straight man this entire movie, and Tim Allen's a comedian at the end of the day. Like, I can't... That's also, like, another thing. It's like, what the fuck are loose? Why are we doing this plot? You're completely fucking up the players, the like, the pieces you have in front of you. Like, th- this this looks like, Katie, you 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I think, like, I think there's a world where with these pieces, the movie can be and could have been. I mean, this is 2006, and we're talking in 2022, but... Uh, there was something on the table that, that really could have, like, if I'm the director. But you know what? Then again, it's like, this is Disney we're talking about. And Disney probably wants a very specific thing. And um, I don't blame them for that. They have a way of doing things. I'm just I'm just saying, like. I think that that's, though, the, the glorious thing about movies. It's like, if I can think back about Karate Kid 3. We're talking <laughs> about the villain. Mm-hmm. And his, like, craziness and all of that was, like. He was the star of the movie, and that yeah. made me like the movie more. I love and threes. like, and that was like incredible. And and I think sometimes when you get too much in the shoebox of like, this is where it fits. This is how we make it fit. And like, there or look at all these parts of of a movie that's a Christmas movie. These are all the puzzle pieces. Let's make them all fit. Uh, and it's like, well, did we need to? Did we need to take? Um, six different puzzles and try to shove them together? I don't know no. if we did. No. And I also think that this movie suffers, like, not only not, not playing it right, the dad of Carol's is also a comedian. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and he's got to, but he's got to play He's doing thing. a good job breaking balls the whole movie. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> that's already, you've already got three men who are going to break balls. All the casting like, is really good. Who's the, who's, uh, who's Carol's mom? She's swell. She's I can't think of the Jack actress. I, <laughs> I know, but I can't think of the actress. She's wonderful. Um, anyways, Katie, I have a question for you. And, and uh, before I talk about her, before I ask you about her very warm hug, um, <laughs> if if you're walking into this movie without the dynamic of the second one, are you batshit confused on who some of these family members are? Because like, and, uh, and, 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 and and like, good on Disney for like a blended family and being ahead of the curve, but like. It's weird. It's weird. Like, and for the clarification of the audience, like, Neil's so Scott Calvin's ex-wife is now, you know, he's married to Neil. She's married to him in the first movie. They bear children between they bear a child between the first one and the second one. So not only does Scott have his child Charlie with her, but then she also has Lucy with Neil, and she refers to to Scott Calvin as Uncle Scott. Um, and that's not just something uncle. they. And that's just something they introduced in the second movie. What are your thoughts on that? I uh, I, I was I, I didn't understand at first which who which child was par- parented by whom. Uh, it took me a while to understand, and that's why I wrote it in my summary. I was like, okay, Lucy is Scott's ex-wife's daughter uh, from the second marriage to Judge Reinhold. Um, so that took a little. Family. Yeah, that took a little while to to figure out. I they do make a joke about how like totally chill they are with one another. They have a very healthy divorced life now, uh, as of the third movie, vacationing with one another in the in the North Pole. 
Um, so I thought that actually was pretty pretty nice. Just this it kind is. of healthy kind of relationship. Yeah, I thought it was pretty progressive. Especially for 2002 as that dynamic. I, it didn't even click with... And you know what? Kids don't even care. That's a, that is actually another thing. That's a perfect reason for like when all this uproar, like we can't watch Lightyear because these women are married and like stuff like that. Like if you're so afraid it's going to poison your kid, like, well, kid even notice because like, I had no idea for years watching like that movie who Lucy was. I was just like, Oh, Oh, that's right. I guess Santa Claus was married to this woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't fuck it. That wasn't clicking with me. Nothing clicks with, with, with not everything clicks with kids. Well, kids don't know how to hate unless they learn. Exactly. Exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying too. It's just like it, it but none of this rubbed me. Yeah, which it may be also where it's like it is hard to watch them all be like, Santa, you're not taking yeah. care of your wife. You're hanging out with that woman who's yeah. like gotten like hotter every movie? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's going on there? Well, and you're well, like. Judge Reinhold's gotten doofier every movie? And you've been doing this for 20 years and somehow it's getting harder for you? Relax, Scott, grow up. Hey, Scott, you said you were going to do the job. Yeah, that's kind of and like they they kind of rehab like the beginning of the new one is like oh no, I'm Santa Claus. oh it's the the three and four are the exact same Chicken plot rocks. except for instead of Santa Claus's problem being a, a legendary figure it's and he thinks he shouldn't be Santa Claus and he picks the wrong Santa Claus and the same thing happens and it goes to shit I'm gonna give somebody I'm gonna give people uh, a second uh, spoilers coming for the Santa Claus's TV show uh, give yourself like twenty seconds. After I count to five. One, two, three, four, five. Um, the main thing that like I think is very, very interesting, the, the, the thread, and I'm going to spoil it for you too, Katie, is that Scott Calvin didn't just push Santa off a roof and he became Santa. It's all meticulously planned, and he's the only human to ever be Santa Claus, and they chose him for a reason, and that makes oh. being Santa Claus like his destiny. <laughs> what? For me. That, yes, they fucking enter the Yuleverse, Katie. Fucking, <laughs> there's crazy shit going on in the Santa Claus show, and I buy every week they introduce something. I'm knee slapping at jokes and going, I buy that. And, and Taylor's <laughs> over here being being like, Nah, that's not what I'd do. Like fucking, <laughs> it isn't what I do, and I think, yeah, I think I can do it better. Okay. You well, you're the best. You're the best in every room. No, right? it's not even that. I just think that if you look at it literally. Uh, tip for tat it's the same idea that you're thinking he thinks Mike I've raised this whole family is this family okay living here in the North Pole we should probably we should probably I should probably retire and then they're like well the other thing is too Katie is like oh sorry and I'll let you go in just one second it's also like they fully acknowledge like I'm Mrs. Claus. I'm useless. I don't. I don't have a name and stuff. And then they're like, "Yeah, that is fucked up." And then they kind of just ditch it for like five episodes, and then they try to like be like, "Yeah, here, let's well, come on, team." So that's the other thing. But go ahead. I I'm still stuck on the fact that Scott had to be Santa Claus, and that there's it never been planned. What meticulously planned because... by the Santas before him, dude? The Santa who he killed was is Gary Larry Barry from Parks and Rec. And like, yeah, dude, fucking, and it's all like, oh man, dude, we see all, we see Krampus, we see fucking Saint Nicholas, like all in one room, it, dude, it's like the meeting of every Santa in one room. And they're okay, like, dude, okay. they're like, you dumb fuck, you dumb fuck, you think that, <laughs> you, you think that, no, we planned this, idiot. My favorite part is that like, uh, father time and mother nature wouldn't know shit about this. You're going to tell me that. Mother Nature, Father Time, didn't know that he could meet with 
the Santa Clauses that came before him? No. I no, thought no. it was like the Pope. That when you have to <gasps> wait until one of them dies to institute another one. Like, I thought it was more like that system. Also, there's so many snow globes. Is there really, like, a different Santa for each one of those snow globes in, like, the magic snow globe room? So, don't worry about everything. <laughs> don't worry about everything. Because it also, okay. like, don't worry about everything. It's kind of just like, which canon do you want to take? Listen, like, okay, that's Kate, fair. This is, you want to know what they did in this last one? They took all of those, and they are like, they're like, we don't have enough presents for all the children. So then everybody gets a snow globe, and it's supposed to be of their favorite memories, and that's what they get for for Christmas. Also, Cal Penn is like, becomes new Santa, and he's like evil and shit. It's weird. Um, oh. Yeah. Actually, I, I fucked everybody over because I only gave him 20. Like, I was like, hey, do it for 20 seconds, and then we just kept spoiling the show. I literally started <laughs> spoiling it. Like, that was what was really funny. It was like I already gave at least – multiple things away this is just that. like how i didn't know who lucy was i was like who's it married to who yeah no we, we did in fair warning we did give a we did do, do say that we wouldn't make it through this episode without talking about and four. the santa claus has got another kid and they're like no santa really fucks <laughs> yeah he's got three kids and charlie which oh man we just there's so many things we can't talk like it won't relate to her but it's like Charlie is... <laughs> just spoiled the whole show. It's so funny. No, it's just that Charlie is the heart and soul of one. He's so bypassed. He's so good. He's like fucking... This little boy is like... It's it's what makes Miracle on 34th Street work. It is, it's tried and true. The spirit of Christmas seen through a kid's eyes is very, very important. And watching it happen in a movie is... I think absolutely stunning, which may be another fault of three that it's like, yes, we have Lucy, but we don't actually get Lucy fully, right? Like Lucy is never someone who are actually like, oh, I'm experiencing Christmas through you because you're one of 18 characters I have to pay attention to in this movie. And I I just feel like Charlie was this per like the he made Santa Claus for me and he even made Santa Claus too for me. And then they kind I don't even, does he even show up in this movie? Um, I don't think there's any Charlie. That's another, you're right. There's no Charlie in this one, I don't believe. And then in this, in this new one, they're like, yeah, we know that Charlie was the one who convinced you in the first one, uh, Tim Allen, to become Santa. And, and basically, without him, who knows if you would have ever taken the job. But when you ask him if he you, he wants to be Santa Claus, he's going to say no, and you're going to blame his wife on it? Wasn't Charlie the teenage son? Yes, but in the first movie, he's the little boy who's his kid who's like, he's like, no, he's the Oh, Charlie one. is in this one, babe. Remember the flashback sequence? The, yes. Charlie's in it when he's like, they make him kind of a prick in the yes. flash, but that's the only time we see him. Yes, Katie, Got it. in the very, very first one, he's the little boy. He's his son that's like, Dad, I don't know if I believe in Santa Claus. I have to stay the night at my awful at fucking Dad's divorced not... dad's house yeah. for Christmas when I want to go hang out with Neil and my mom. Because they're gonna <laughs> make me feel like loved, and and then and all of these things happen, and it, and and then he he's the only one who who says no, Dad, you're Santa, you're Santa, and then he, the the parents, the dad who's a psychologist, says you're making our kid insane, and so what they do is. They get a restraining order, and he can't see his kids. And it's so fucked up, but he becomes Santa Claus, and, and, that he, and that's what repairs his relationship. Let Santa it's go. so good. Let him go. Let Santa go. Oh, yeah, so good. 
a good movie. And, First one round. And and then the second movie is about him and Charlie also like having this relationship where it's like, well now my dad's Santa Claus and I, I like, can't I even have to bear the secret. Yes, like, he can't even tell anyone that he's Santa Claus, which is Carol's problem too. But now Charlie isn't gonna take on Santa Claus. Charlie You're probably, telling me Charlie probably went to therapy, dude. Yeah, was probably. Like, that was a shit childhood. He really fucked with my head there. I my mom. There's there's something I want to bring up about this movie that I thought was very curious, and that is its relationship to capitalism. Um, <sighs> it, it it seems like during the wonderful life sequence, it's a wonderful life sequence, that uh, Scott goes to his house where he has, like, all the nice things, and he has his assistant who's working on Christmas Eve and is totally down to be working at Christmas Eve. Like, seems to want to be there. Uh, but there's nobody around. Everybody hates him. Everybody's looking kind of rough because of how much they hate him. And, um, so that is, like, like the downturn there is that he doesn't have community. And then he goes to the North Pole where, uh, basically Jack Frost has turned the North Pole into Disneyland. And it, I, I wasn't sure if that vibe was on purpose, like, if that's just me reading into it, or if it's these Disney writers <laughs> taking a, a, like, a, like a stab at Disney itself, but it seemed like they were trying to make a commentary on how this commercialization of childhood is inauthentic, um, which really took me by surprise that that's the route that they went with. Um, I wasn't sure what that was supposed to, just that it's taking the purity away from Christmas maybe, and that part of this, part of the, uh, the fun of it is the secret and the not knowing and faith mm-hmm. but i think that's I, the idea it lost me a little bit i hear you there and i also think that like this movie is like the this this movie is the only one that actually has a hyphenated title or whatever like this is the only one that actually gets a subtitle with the escape clause and the whole point and like we barely talk about it like we the whole like because they're all like the first one is like Santa Claus is that he put on the coat. He said it has to be Santa. The second one is like, oh, you didn't read the fine print. You have to have a wife and yada yada. Otherwise, you can't be Santa. This one's like, oh, also there's this other clause where if you say that you don't want to be Santa when you're holding this fucking thing, like, then you know that's the escape clause and you don't have to do it anymore. And it's a, it's a, it's a trap door, um, in case you ever need to to dip out. And it's fine and it's whatever. I, it's, it's, it's lawyer based, just like the other two I, ideas, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's, it is like, the whole, like they're making his life seem so shitty that we're supposed to understand why he would use the escape clause, but he doesn't even do it on purpose. Like he gets tricked into saying the sentence. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's just mm-hmm. like a lot of things aren't necessarily like, like they're not, they're not hitting that, that, that nail on the head. I think that they want to. Well, and it, I think it's also really hard to hit this idea that Santa Claus is having to work so hard because he's got to get all these kids their gifts. But when he's not Santa Claus and, and Jack Frost is, it's commercialism. And I think that, like, to do that seamlessly is very difficult because it's like you're going to tell me he's overworked, but it's like Santa isn't isn't all about giving presents and all that stuff and and yet now it is like well, you love rudolph and that santa is like so stressed out he is like anorexic yes but <laughs> what, i guess what i'm saying is like what katie's talking about is like the change that now that jack frost he's making a commercialized and all these things i just think it's i i think it's funny to 
detach those two things because that's the whole issue with Christmas. The Christmas is, is very commercial. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, like, the reason why the Grinch can work is because he's not Santa Claus. He can make a comment on the commercialism because he's not giving gifts. Right. He's actually the antithesis of what he thinks Santa Claus is doing wrong to these Whovillers. And... It, and and to then make it so that it's like when Jack Frost has it, he makes it bad. And you're right. It, it's like, well, it's because Jack Frost wants attention. Jack Frost is vying for attention. That's like that. And I think that, I think that, greed and wanting your face plot. Like the reason he's doing community service at the North Pole in the first place is trying to like steal the attention away from Santa Claus, which I guess is some big cardinal sin. Um, I don't even think that. I think um, it's. <laughs> the need for recognition to be it's like when it maybe the lesson is when you give a gift it's not about them having to know that it's you and getting thanked mm. you know so it's ego it's it's about yes. uh gift giving should be without ego yes i would say that that is what we're supposed to get it because it's like it's masked in commercialism but again we wouldn't have presents if there wasn't like the message that you receive as a kid is that Santa gives you all these gifts and it's not it and it's not parents and then there's always that lesson of like what happens to the kids whose parents don't have money you know you know that's the gripe of Christmas so I think that that's what's so interesting and that's what I can't imagine how hard it is making a Christmas movie about Santa because it's like when you gear it towards children and you have to have children that don't understand why they don't get presents and you know so Polar Express yeah. does a good job of addressing that yeah because it's like that's the most difficult part is is how do you lie to children knowing that he, there are kids out there questioning why they didn't get anything like and yeah I don't think Jack Frost was getting as deep as I am right now but <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme yesterday it's like in Santa Claus in movies never never uh leaves one house and goes to the one next door he always fucking takes off and blows it 20 miles east like fucking it's like whoa that's true and it's like i wonder why i guess every time we catch him in a scene he's already hit those other ones Mm, although and i guess in the first santa claus they do take off and they're just on the one next door no in santa claus 4 though they they do very much make it very obvious that it's that people don't believe anymore so they're not going to those houses anymore and again which goes against what i think is the lore of santa claus is that it's like no he goes to everyone he doesn't make a decision right it's very it's a very hard thing thing it's a very hard lie to maintain why do you keep saying Santa Claus is not real? You're, you're bringing my holly jolliness down to like a fucking. Where I'm at an eight now. I was at a ten. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know. only an eight. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat a gingerbread cookie and a nine and a half's pack. I don't know about ten anymore until until you tell me that my stocking will be full on Christmas morning. But I will say, Katie, I do think that they did know they were making it about Disney, and and I think that maybe in 2006 there was a little bit more leeway. Mm. Uh, I think that there would have been a little bit more option. And now I think Disney and and the way we treat movies in general is a lot of like, don't uh, talk about uh, like if if the audience doesn't like it, we're going to fix it and all this stuff. It's like whatever the audience tells you to do, we do. And now does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think I see what you mean. I, I think I think Disney's OK with 
taking pot shots at themselves uh, right now. I, I think maybe it's been hot or cold at different times. Um, but I think, like, the fact that they, like, acquired The Simpsons and let The Simpsons still kind of, like, dog Disney is funny. Like, I think that they're okay with it, um, especially now that they own every bit of the world. Um, but I hear you, and I, and I think that it is a tough thing to be like... I feel like I feel like Disney is trying to be like, yeah, but that's not Disneyland. That's like Six Flags or some shit that Frost is doing. It's not a theme park. That shit sucks. Get real. That, that, nobody's having fun there. The cast members are sad. That's like, half-assed. Yeah, like, come on. Like, You think so? Walt Disney is Santa Claus. Jack Frost is, is fucking... Babe. Is, Walt Disney is... Jack Frost is... Jack Frost is like... Uh, like me puking outside of the fucking wood roller coaster at Six Flags because I had a spoiled corn dog. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like I like all. It's weird. Art. Luke's first tattoo wasn't uh, that of a memorial of his dad. It actually was Diz. It was Walt Disney himself. I would never <laughs> on his ass. Couldn't do that copyright infringement. They'd come. They'd come for me. I would. Yeah, I would never. Ta- I would never take credit for something Disney did. Let us be clear that we are surrounded by Disney, and one of us, I think, would have a healthy relationship in knowing that it is an evil corporation that does take our money. Don't say stuff like that. (laughs) I mean, it would you'd have to admit that they have thousands of your dollars. They're gonna keep getting more because you know what they have. You know, you know what money. You know what money 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 is. Money's not as important as the joy you feel. Absolutely, as the profound. The profound rush of dopamine I get when I look at my Buzz Lightyear pops, yeah, and my and my Star Wars pins and everything else, like it's all good. Whatever, keep giving me the same thing, make it a little different. I I don't care. Kind of same, kind of the same way I feel about these Santa Claus movies. Give him make safety, thirty more, but you know, don't challenge me too much. Worse. Don't challenge me too much, and I will, but I will critique the things I didn't like very much. So step it up a little too. So, but in in three years when Luke goes back and watches them, he'll remember and he'll learn how bad they are. What's they? Just in movies in general, it's like you talking about Christmas Vacation. I was like, oh, you know what jogged it was a Reddit post I saw, and it still was not clicking with me. And then somebody's like, it's kind of a bad guy. Like he's he's being like the jokes are like at the expense of his family. He's he's flirting with that woman like when he's married to. To Ellen, I'm like, hottest, oh, no. hottest woman. His wife's very hot, mm-hmm. and, and he's kind of a doof. And then they were like, he almost, he almost fully fucks that girl in the pool in the first vacation. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, I yeah, don't know. I man. feel bad for you. Like, Chevy. I always had these issues. Chevy, how could? Oh no, Chevy, how could? What are you gonna tell me next? Up, Bill Murray. Some people say he's not a nice guy. Anyway, <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> And, and Tim Allen is still unscathed somehow for you, while the rest of the country is like. Mm. What do you mean unscathed? Like I, like Trump's not the president. What's the problem? Like has he said anything blatantly like really bad? Other than that, he votes Republican. I'm being honest. I think that there are just some things that he. He ran coke. That doesn't leave you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some part of him is, like, is an American badass. <laughs> What did you just call him? He, he ran coke. Like, he got arrested for running a bunch of coke. Dude. There's oh. that cool mugshot. He's got a mustache just like me. I see myself Do you think he him. was running coke for <laughs> Lindsay Lohan? No. This With was, the coke This is there. before her time. It was far oh. before. This is like 1970. This is fucking great, man. 
No, we just think that he has. Uh, he's just an old Republican dad who probably has a lot of bad taste. Well, you know what? Not everybody's Republican dads are still around. Maybe that's why. <laughs> not, <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I'm like this guy's not so bad. What is he doing? What? All right. Anything else we want to say about? <laughs> I, I want to talk about the hug. Oh yes, please. Thank you. I, I buried that lead and I forgot about it. So, uh, so Lucy, thank you for remembering her name because I did not write it down. At the end of the film, uh, so Jack Frost has frozen Lucy's parents, and the only way that they can be defrosted is if Jack Frost, legendary figure himself becomes defrosted and there's this moment where lucy understands something and she turns to scott and he understands something and they have a bit of dialogue and you're like where is this going and then she goes up to jack frost and she gives him a hug and it totally defrosts him like instantly he has like combed hair now he doesn't have his frosty frosty tips like that just saves the day he looks so much worse and yeah, I guess he just isn't magic hair. and ice anymore. But I don't understand, like, if he is so magic and powerful enough to be a legendary figure, how a non-magic child could do that. And maybe if there had been something planted at the beginning of the film about the warmth of, you know, Katie. children's admiration or something like that, maybe I would have bought it. Because it just... I felt like it came out of nowhere, and I just need a smidge of an explanation, and I know that sounds stupid, but no. I I didn't I'm understand. Gonna, I'm going to fuck with your head, because they do explain it with one line at the beginning of this movie. When when <laughs> Scott sees Lucy for like the first time in this flick, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you have the warmest hugs. And, uh, that, is the, okay. and that is their explanation. I swear That's the plant and payoff. Okay, that I missed that. That is the plant and payoff. But it's well, like, you didn't catch that one line, Katie, <laughs> in this whole crazy diabolical plot. Uh, fundamentally, it is a plant and payoff. But I'm telling you, that is the one. I, unless I'm missing something, I think that is the one thing they do. Ninety-five right. minutes before uh, it happens, and it's like, Luke okay, coming in clutch. I'm so glad you remembered that. I saw these. Mo- I've seen these uh, a lot, and I will continue to. Again, though, I would say that it's, like, the reason why you're also, you wouldn't remember is that it's, like, oh, there's so, there's so many turns. It's, like, who cares? It's, like, but they have to defrost him. is, unfortunately, no one to the plot. She is. She's deus ex machina. She, but in a, in a general sense, making her the person to do it. And defrosting him doesn't even save the movie. Like he, no. Scott saves himself by getting him to record "I Wish I Wasn't Santa Anymore" and then saying it while he's holding the like snow. Like he, he, Scott has his own his own agency. He fucking mm-hmm. he finds a way to fly back there by himself and like do all this stuff. It's a very it's a very well planned. Fuck, you know that 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 Tim Allen. He's a smart guy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that it, again with with without thinking about Carol. And her having a fucking baby that you couldn't have tied that in instead of bringing in somebody else. 
You know, I, I don't know how that the begin because those are two fucking different plots. I, there's a lot of plots. There's maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's the problem. Is like there's so it's a stuffed there's a film. lot of juggling, and we took a lot of characters and decided to bring them all here too. Dude, don't forget this is Comet, right? We've got Comet in this one. Comet is that in two? two. Oh damn. He's also in, I think he returns in three. Is this the farty elf? The farty elf. Yeah, the elf that farts a lot. Or the farty reindeer? reindeer. That's yeah. comic. Yeah. In the second yeah. one. In the also, third one. Yeah. Yeah. You think of Chet? Chet. Da, 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 da. Chet's yeah, because all we well. have left is Chet. That's the second yeah. one. Yeah. I love Chet. What? It's the second one. Oh yeah, because it's the Chet. fake Santa. Yeah. This is literally all they ever do to me. It's like they're all all these uh, the two, three, and four are just a lot like of movie. they're just like someone else gonna is, is trying to take over as Santa. The second one is. If I were to if, if if I were to give somebody a sequel to to watch, I would say go watch the second one because like, for the, like, Katie, there's a scene that, that like he has like a a bad first date interaction and it's Molly Shannon. Oh. And like, <laughs> she sings a holiday rendition of Shania Twain's uh, "I Feel Like a Woman." Like in the, middle of, right. in the middle of a crowded restaurant. You should probably just like go watch that scene. Katie, <laughs> it is so fucking funny. She's like happens to be like obsessed with christmas and like it's just the funniest weirdest worst date ever and she's just absolutely it's again tim allen has to sit there and just be an amazing straight man while molly shannon just eats the fucking room it's so funny which isn't that what he just does well he's an amazing straight man he's like in a bed he's like and only that yeah no (laughs) (laughs) all right but, uh, yeah, give me somebody else to hug and also play, make more rules and just stick with them. What if, I like, Santa's like, why do they have to defrost him and emasculate him like that? What if Santa just pulls out a gun and just shoots him? It's like, I'm Santa again. <laughs> just fucking blows him away. It's like, fuck this guy. He tried to fuck the- up my family. I just watched The Godfather and The Godfather 2. He's like, in my home where my wife sleeps. I'm like, oh my god, oh no. Like, I'm like, that's fucking, what you should have done to Jack. That's what I'm telling you. Just fucking, like, fucking just like, I know it was you, Fredo. And just fucking kisses him real hard. <laughs> oh, you man. broke my heart, Jack. I know you did, Frost. Dude, I'm telling you, I knew it was you. I think that that's just uh, mind blowing to me. And I wish they would have. That's again another In one. In my of home! It, there's sometimes people who make kids movie who are haven't been around children in a while, and I think that that's it's like this movie wants to be adulty but also kidsy. Well, Santa Claus, the first one also came out in an era, and we've covered it on the show like early, even early on when we talked about heavyweights and the most. There's fucked up shit, and Disney gave less of a shit about retaining. Uh, an like image edge like you know what i mean like like the 90s and like the 80s and 90s like when 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 uh disney was doing these you're right edge like they they were they were edgy prickly movies with sarcastic leads and sarcastic kids like mighty ducks this guy gets a dui and now he's gotta be in charge of kids and he's a prick and they're kind of shitty and like they're all just talking shit to each other and then they all find it Scott Calvin's kind of a jerk, and these elves kind of talk frankly right back to him, and it's kind of that same formula. Disney was willing to do that. By the time we get to 2002 and 2006, not as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I and and I and I do I, I really like the the, the chances, um, but but for every, you know, it's not like those those choices were not without fault as well. Like yeah. it, it, the more inclusion is probably the better. Like fucking heavyweights is. Maybe not the best example. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. With the movie. 
I think that it's the messiness of life. Uh, if we're gonna look at Santa Claus, is the messiness of life um, doesn't have to ruin Christmas, and and in a sense. Um, well, he kind of acknowledges that he's like, look, the holidays are are perpetually kind of. Uh, heated when every family's fighting with every family this time of the year is like and, and that's okay and i like that lesson yeah in santa claus 3 i just don't know if it's the clearest part of it no not one bit martin short's just like giving a tap dance <laughs> oh, he's, oh god it's jack just... <laughs> oh. Oh. oh oh what a lyric can you go back again i want to what jack you say? frost Never out your nose. Doing like a full body roll. Dude, it's weird. She just like owed. Yeah, she did. She did. And uh, I think uh, we've covered every bit. I'd say so. Katie? Yeah. I I guess my final verdict is that it, it really does seem like a Karate Kid 3 situation. If this is your franchise, there's a lot of fun lore here that could be explored. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like they do in the series, too, a little bit of that. It's it's certainly, it's very Christmas. Last time, you and I, Luke, we talked about how Anna and the Apocalypse didn't feel super Christmassy. This is as Christmas as it gets. So if that's what you're into, this movie has it in spades. Oh, um, yes. It wasn't for me personally. Uh, part of that might be coming in at part three of a trilogy. Um, <laughs> at, at age 30 or, or 29 or yeah. like <laughs> that's these true movies, like these movies were already like part of the fabric of my world like mm-hmm. of, as, aside from the third one which even still I was in middle school so I wonder if you know that must contribute it must uh, oh it must I think you had some cool comps on there too Katie I want you, didn't you uh, I did a, yeah so, uh, as we mentioned, the, it's the Wonderful Life effect, so I would recommend It's a Wonderful Life Christmas Classic. Uh, and I also, as I was watching this movie, I re- recalled Fred Claus, which I believe just came out like a year later. So if, you're ver- if you like this movie and you're all about North Pole set films, mm-hmm. this is for you with family drama, because that's also mm-hmm. about the difficulty of being Santa or being related to Santa in some capacity. I saw Fred Claus in the theater with my family. I did too. <laughs> of, I did too. One of, one of my best friends, uh, her cousin was in the ending sequence. Wow. Where it was like they filmed the families. Yeah, they, she, we like we all cheered when it happened. It was yeah. like super exciting. Um, KS warning, Kevin Spacey warning in it. But other than that, other, yeah, that. But I would say also, if my opinion, if you're looking for. To finish a trilogy, I, w- I would say go Toy Story 3 instead. Toy Story 3 is, is about <laughs> as good as a 3 can get. And, you know, this movie isn't as bad as, like, and I'm, I hate to dog something, to, but I'm just going to compare it to, like, disappointment levels. Like, I mentioned Spider-Man 3 earlier. That was a rough 3. I don't know if this is as bad, or, or at least it falls in line with that. But I'm thinking of, um, I was obsessed with the new Halloween and Halloween Kills. And I saw Halloween Ends, and it was just like, <laughs> like, I was just like, I don't even, I, this is even attached to the other two. It was like bizarre, like how, how I was just like, I was like, I was like Scott Calvin in the first movie when he's drinking <laughs> the fucking soy milk, uh, once he's Santa Claus, um, just like, <laughs> just choking it down. Um, so, but you know, whatever, rock on. They got paid good money. I like cinema. 
Um, anything else we want to say before we get out of here? Extra credits or anything? I'm good. I think I, I've extra credited the whole episode. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't shut my app. Yeah, I wouldn't watch the Santa Clauses too. Just stick with one and two and forget the rest. I would watch it all. I would I'd watch every last bit of it. Luke watches every Christmas movie. I like Christmas. It's God a good bless. Time. Yeah. I like the holidays. It's a, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a genre of film. I'm a junkie for it. I, I went into depth about it last week, but I just, I, good or bad, I'm willing to. And Katie's right. It's like, I don't even care if it's this, ev- this episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, which is what Santa Claus Three is, where we're just like, ah, oh, I'm trying to be <laughs> Santa, and everybody's telling me I'm fucking up. Like, I'll watch. That is I'll, so funny. I'll watch ninety minutes of that because it's Christmassy. That's a very good cop. Yeah. Very good. All right. For Bad Movie Brunch, I've been Luke. I've been Katie. And I've been Taylor. Uh, You have a happy holiday.